Hi, I'm Mystic, aka Cynthia, the Gabby and Spontaneous F-bomb-dropping Virgo who likes to sort socks. And I'm Mind Power, Michelle, the highly inquisitive, science-loving hypnotherapist who reads and walks a whole lot. You're, You're listening, listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Mystic. We are wildly curious and we want to talk about how spirit meets business, how self-expansion meets love, and how relationships meet life's true purpose. Because it's our belief that there are invisible cosmic forces tying things together. My passion is for the powers of the mind, human nature, and the development of inner strength. I help people transform by investigating their subconscious and reframing or rewriting their internal thinking. My get-off is helping people discover their cosmic irony, where their biggest fear is actually their greatest strength. By uncovering these things, they can revolutionize what they do and how they do it. We want to share how people grow and become bigger, more integrated, more fulfilled, more passionate and inspired in their life's journey. Listen in as we explore transformations, shifts, and finding the ahas while making space for serendipity, the unknown, and magic. Follow us and expand your sense of what's possible. And have fun along the way. Dive in and see how Mind Power meets Mystic. Welcome, everyone. We are back at Mind Power Meets Mystic with me, Michelle Walters, and my podcast pal, Cynthia Varkavisser. We are moving on to part two of the twins episode. We just heard from Cynthia's twins, Dominique and Amber, and now we get to hear from my twins, my father, Mike, and my uncle, Doug. So unlike Cynthia's twins, these older gentlemen are in a different chapter of life. They've lived through many different experiences. They had their own professional lives. They're both retired now. And they had a uh, family with younger siblings. So that, of course, makes things somewhat different from the Dominique and Amber story. So uh, the older gentleman just had a chance to watch the younger twins um, interview before we got started here. And I wanted to ask them, why don't you each introduce yourselves as you speak and say a few words about what your relationship is like now at this point in your life? And I will let you choose who gets to go first. He's oldest. He goes first. Uh, How come I always have to go first? Uh, um, I'm Doug. I'm Doug. And uh, I'd have to say that uh, uh, I guess after high school, uh, we, we led separate lives for quite a time. Until Mike came out of the Marines and joined me down at San Jose State, where we both uh, did our undergraduate degrees. Uh, but now uh, we spend a lot of time together. Uh, we enjoy uh, the same kind of films, uh, books, uh, and that's those things occupy a lot of our time and conversation. Um, but it's, I think we've grown more alike in our old golden years than uh, perhaps uh, in our teenage years or after. You could, could speak to that, Michael? Well, I think I'd agree with that. Uh, we 
we were around each other, living somewhere relatively close to each other for a big period of time. Right after high school, I I went into the Marines. That separated us uh, right away uh, uh, pretty uh, substantially. I went overseas. I spent three years in the Marines. They tricked me. Uh, I was going to go in for two and but uh, that's a different story. Anyway, today uh, I picked Douglas up in the little yellow car that uh, his the people in his apartments think of his as his personal Uber, <laughs> and uh, uh, I agree with him that uh, we share a number number of interests: uh, uh, car shows, blues festivals, uh, which we haven't done enough of lately, and. Um, uh, Douglas, for a while, lived up in Oregon with his son. Uh, but we roomed together after I uh, uh, got divorced. Um, so we have an extremely close relationship, I would say. Uh, uh, not as aggressive toward the rest of the world as <laughs> some girls I met. So... Um, Yes, that's where we are now. Pretty much on the same pages, except maybe politically. Ooh. Uh, we'll stay away from that just for a moment. <laughs> wisely. Good plan. <laughs> but I do have a question about when you were growing up in high school and through high school, did you enjoy the same sports? Did you have the same friend group? Did you hang out with your other siblings rather than each other? What was that like? Uh, high school, uh, we were just uh, putting aside the same outfit. Oh, I'm so sorry. Day. And uh, there were things about it that were strange. We were always known as the Oliver Brothers. Um, I remember I had an art instructor who said he couldn't understand it. Uh, he would go by me in the hall and I would not say anything to him. And then other times uh, we would be greeting each other uh, very quickly. Um, and I had to explain to him, no, I had this twin. Um, <laughs> but I think um, high school was not a big, uh, high school, we did have the same friend group um, for the most part, as I remember. How about you? Uh, well, you hung out with the guys from the German class. I remember that. That was a, a little <laughs> detour. Yes. Um, uh, sports. Uh, we 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 were pretty unsporty, uh, but uh, uh, maybe as a, a omen of the eventual choice to enlist, of all things, in the Marine Corps, I was I was. I was on the boxing team only because I thought I had enough reach to keep anybody who was 124 pounds like I was <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty distant uh, as far as uh, uh, how hard I'd get hit. A little Mexican with bad teeth taught me that I was really wrong about that. 
Yeah. <laughs> but that was pretty much the limit of our sporting activities. Although in those days we had gym, you had to, you had to go out and participate in uh, sporting, uh, sporting stuff that you were unenthused about, uh, not dressed for, and uh, uh, not enthusiastic about. <laughs> I had to, uh, had to learn a whole new uh, vocabulary and uh, a lot of new rules and stuff. Uh, when I taught high school, because there, if you were one of the instructors, you were sent off to the uh, judge the discus or uh, measure the uh, shot put, what have you. <laughs> it was a new part of my education when I was educating. Wow. Okay. Um, now you dressed high school, but what about your other siblings? Was there, did you two favor each other? Meaning that you hung out together more than you would with uh, your other siblings or were you pretty much, you know, independent, independent? When Mike came down to San Jose State, uh, our younger brother, Tom, uh, came down about the same time right out of high school. And we were all bunked together in a, uh, uh, green apartment building as i re recollected and uh, uh you couldn't get tom out of bed in the morning to go off to class and you really didn't take any interest in it and sure enough he flunked out uh in uh, one semester as i remember and uh but we stuck together and uh uh we we did imitate one another and, and have the same values, I think, about college and uh, where where we were going in life. Well, and I I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on in here to kind of get you guys to talk about this a little bit more. But you guys have three or had three younger siblings, and over the course of my life we always saw Doug a whole lot more than we saw my other aunt and uncles. Like you guys were, were much more of a pair yeah. than, um, than what I saw in terms of your relationships with your, your other siblings. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, it is fair to say. I will say on the rare morning that we did get uh, Tom up uh, to go to school at the same time we were going, uh, we would tell people we were triplets because <laughs> we, we we looked so much alike. Uh, uh, Tom Tom couldn't get up in the morning because at night uh, one of the uh, neighbors in the apartment house we were in would yell "Tonk time," and that was an invitation to play a game that I think was Filipino in origin origin, and uh, uh, a handful of guys would assemble and uh, play until two or three in the morning and then not get up and go to school <laughs> the next day. Uh, Most of them flunked out. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were gone. Our our youngest sibling, be, besides the three of us, uh, was my sister, Abigail. She went off to New York, got involved in the rag trade, uh, uh, and had a career as a, uh, a photographer for uh, uh, travel 
books, uh, as I understand it, Lonely Planet, that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, she had an exciting life, but she, our relationship was a victim of the 70s. It was She, she was estranged from my mother for reasons I never understood. And um, uh, our uh, next youngest sibling was uh, Duncan, uh, who was what, 12 years or so younger than we were. So wow. you're, you're right, we, we, we hung out together. We didn't, uh, I was gone for the high school years of uh, Tom um, and uh, he was gone. He, uh, he joined the Air Force after he failed at uh, college several times and uh, became a guy that watched radar on the dew line and then went all over the world watching radars uh, for incoming Russian planes that fortunately didn't arrive. Yeah. So uh, we we were separated uh, geographically uh, through a lot of it. So Doug and I were the pair, and we we stayed the pair. I remember we were riding on a bus in Los Angeles, and there was a guy across from us that kept looking from one of us to the other of us, back to the other one, back to the other one. He couldn't figure out why he was seeing the same thing over and over again. And I I wanted to save him, but Douglas kept me from it. Well, and you guys used to sound exactly, now you sound a little bit different. But growing up, if, if, if you guys answered the phone for each other, your voices were the same. Oh, tell, tell me, tell them the Edmund story. You you started out. No, 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 I'll tell another story. <laughs> the uh, uh, I I had a, uh, a a lady friend I would occasionally have dinner with, and uh, she called me up one night. And she said, uh, "I just saw your brother on television. He's uh, defending somebody about uh, some crime, uh, but he sounds just like you." And uh, I told her she'd get used to it, I guess. But uh, a lot of this stuff is is the culture. I mean, uh, the armed forces ran into the story all over the place because it was the Cold War. And uh, that that's what was going on. And uh, culture is king. When it comes to relationships, the, the my mother bragged from from the time we could hear her voice uh, that she could listen to the two of us in the next room, uh, and we sounded alike to everybody else. But she could tell instantly who yeah. was speaking. But but the payoff really came. Douglas was working on a project at the uh, Vallejo Courts. And uh, he had contact with the clerk of the court that uh, was ramrodding whatever he was doing. I never did understand what you were doing. And uh, one of my favorite judges uh, was called Lou Edmonds. And he started out the Rodeo Justice Court, of all things. But uh, we had a good relationship. Uh, Fortunately, not the drinking relationship that 
that he was in with everybody else that he was <laughs> friendly with. But uh, um, so he and his wife were attending a uh, some kind of function that arose out of his position as being a judge and uh, her position as being a chief clerk in a municipal court. And uh, they heard a voice and one of them said to the other, oh, that's Doug Oliver. And uh, Lou said, no, that's Mike Oliver. I'd recognize that laugh anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually they made their way through it and found which Oliver they were dealing with. But between the two of them, they absolutely were certain to each other uh, that they knew that voice anywhere. <laughs> Now, because you both sounded alike and look alike, any pranks? Oh, you know, I really can't remember doing any of that stuff. We, we always uh, uh, were advised by mischievous people, uh, perhaps like your daughters, uh, <laughs> to uh, uh, do this prank or that or uh, pretend to be somebody else. But I can't really remember any time we ever went went through with any of that stuff. It got talked about, you know, but it never seemed to result in any kind of action. The well, prank I remember wasn't a really prank uh, played by the two of us. We were on the porch. It must have been about eight or so. Uh, and uh, the uh, uh, minister had been invited over for iced tea on the deck or whatever. What, he was there. We never saw a lot of that, but uh, the, the, there was this occasion when it happened. And uh, I remember uh, that I made some jest, as I was wont to do. And my mother turned, she had a iced tea glass, a plastic one uh, in her hand, and she banged it on top of Douglas's head as if he had made the remark. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. I like the story about when you guys made root beer. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty sad. We had, uh, <laughs> I thought it was pretty grand. <laughs> we, had, we had a uh, a Brunswick Cullender radio, which was a big cabinet uh, set up in the golden age of radio. And uh, <clears throat> The cabinet was large. The equipment inside it was very small. So we thought this would be a great place to put uh, uh, root beer that was aging. And we would age it a little extra and uh, try the results. But uh, we hit a patch where it started exploding. And... Uh, <laughs> That was pretty embarrassing uh, uh, moment of uh, misbehavior. Yeah, your parents weren't aware of this root beer brewing. Oh, I think, I think. well, they knew when the first bottle popped. I, yeah, I after that, the explosion. You, you could smell it for quite a long time after in, that. In, inside of the radio. cabinet, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How old were you when this happened? Uh, when you had the grand idea? Well, yeah, that'd be a bummer. Yeah, uh, something alcoholic that we could manufacture. <laughs> and, and I left Douglas at the table as I ran in. I knew right away what had happened. And uh, 
uh, turned all the buttons to get the back of the radio uh, out. This was a thing that stood on legs. So it was it was huge. And as Douglas has pointed out, the, the actual radio inside was practically a crystal set. I mean, it was yeah. tiny. So so there was plenty of room for bottles in there. We had about a half a dozen. <laughs> and uh, I ran in and grabbed the errant bottle, uh, capless as it was, and foaming over everything, and somehow got it out of the way and got the rest of the bottles uh, shortly thereafter uncapped uh, before more explosions occurred. What did Papa, my grandpa, what did he think of all this root beer making? He he went on to be a chemist, so. Yeah, they they probably tumbled to it. I, it's a little hard to imagine that they didn't get that, uh, uh, that w what we were up to. But uh, uh, he, he was, uh, he'd grown up. His mother died when he was 12. She was in bed from the time he was eight. They went to Arizona from Minnesota to uh, uh, oh. for her health, which didn't improve enough, obviously. And uh, so he grew up with uh, three boys and a, uh, a father who was uh, uh, a widowed dad. A widowed dad. And uh, so he was the middle son. My middle daughter tells mm. me that being the middle is significant uh, as to how you will land in the world. But uh, um, yeah, they probably knew we were in the brewing business uh, <laughs> for, for a short time. Although uh, I will mentioning the brewing business, my dad said, uh, I remember when the three of us, Tom, Doug and I came up, up from San Jose on a Friday night and uh, uh, there was, uh, we were having a great conversation. It was just a great family time. And my dad said, I like it when you boys come up. He said, uh, there's a, always a great conversation and uh, there's usually a quart of beer. <laughs> <laughs> so would you guys, so the girls talked a lot about being very competitive. Have you ever been, com I would not say you two are competitive. Have you ever been competitive? Um, that might answer the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it does. Um, the thing about my father was that uh, as I look back on it now, uh, were the things he didn't say the things he just let pass. And I always came to, re I came to realize trying to be a good father myself, uh, how, how many times he didn't insert himself into something and make it a problem, left us to work it out, which I think is a smart move. Yeah, so I'd agree. I'm, you'll agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Well, so my kids are, they're competitive with each other to a point because they know that there's, I don't know about you, but we talked about, I, I also have twin uncles and I have, there are twins all around me. 
So I don't know how that happened. I think it's a product of the time. You know, my my uncles are only five years older than me. Uh, my best friend and her best friends, they were both sets of twins. And um, my question to you is, if it's not competition, there's something about a twin where there's always a comparison. Did you feel like you were compared like at school or within the family or, you know, in the community? Did you two get compared a lot or did you use that thing where he's older, I'm older, so? <laughs> and was it you guys against the world? Well, that's what we heard from Dominique and Amber. Yeah. Um, we were always ready to stick with our sibling if there was a, an occasion to do it. But uh, um, the competitive thing, Michelle's right. It uh, <laughs> silences the answer, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Well, here's the one I remember that you don't, because I've asked you about it before. We were about, I think, 12 or so, maybe a little younger. Uh, we wound up in the in the classroom that we were uh, students in. And uh, everybody was out of the room uh, except the two of us and two guys that I regarded as the bullies of the uh, of the uh, classroom. And uh, we got into a scuffle, and because uh, Doug and I scuffled a lot, yeah. my mother said, "You you're always fighting." Well, nobody won because we were totally match but I do remember in the uh, affray I like using that word it's a legal word the affray <laughs> in the classroom that uh, uh, we were pretty successful and I remember specifically that uh, I wound up on the floor on my back and I was missing a shoe I guess it really got dusty. that's a good that's a good scuffle yeah <laughs> and I remember I took my sockless foot and pressed the my adversary's uh, hand into the rail on the chalkboard, causing him a lot of discomfort. This was probably an omen for eventually going in the Marines, I guess. But uh, uh, we came off pretty well. And uh, at that point, you know, we, we, we knew we could do it and we didn't do it. You know, really, they had in fights anyway. The thing about the boy scuffling was uh, one day it just stopped. Yeah. Uh, the way I remember it. Um, it just, my kids, boy, girl, at each other all the time. Then one day it stopped. It was quite amazing to me. And I remember, uh, did your scuffle? No, they didn't. They um, they talked about it actually that they um, didn't really. They every Kim. couple times they like. Well, <laughs> what happened is that they started fighting. I came in and they turned it into patty cake <laughs> because they didn't want to get in trouble. And it's when it was one of those instinctual things that they did. And it's funny because I remember that moment because you know, as a parent, when you just feel like something was wrong, but there was nothing you could. There's nothing you can do about it. And that's the other thing. So here you are. I, I love that the, the 
it almost sounds like a melee. I'm not going to lie. If you have one shoe off and uh, <laughs> your foot on someone's hand against the rail, against the chalkboard, just saying <laughs> um, um, that when you twinned up, that there's this, that there was this amazing thing there. And I, you can call it, I don't know if you want to call it power, but there's this kinship that, uh, that really you two, you two have. And I was wondering, do you have any other examples of that where the two of you got together and something really, really cool happened? I mean, you, you just, you know, you handled yourself with the two bullies. Honest, Doug, it happened. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I don't, it's my observation that the two of you have really, have really gotten in there for each other. Right. And That's what I'm looking when, for. When life got tough and and life has been good to both of you but that's not to say you haven't both been through some rather ugly twists and turns mm -hmm. but but i've seen the two of you stand up for each other i mean there was a time when when doug and his wife have been separated for a long time and after dad's split with mom the two of you were roommates and you know you you were not young things like you stood up for each other you how many times have you helped each other move i mean you know <laughs> it, it's it's um there is something and this is this is different from your relationship with your other siblings and um but partly because of age and distance and all all those other things but but you two do have a a relationship that is really tight now, but has has been there for each other over the course of your life in the times when one or the other of you needed it. Is that is would yeah, you agree? I, I would I was about to respond uh that Doug did a lot to get me through uh uh when we became roommates after uh uh my separation from your mother. And uh it's a little different, uh, you know, guys take these things for guys of our, we're 83 guys of our time. Uh, didn't, didn't do a whole lot of talking about it. Uh, I used to kid that, uh, somebody would confront their guy buddy about some horrible tragedy, uh, that had befallen them. And, uh, the response would be, uh, how about those giants? So <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about it. So, right. but uh, yeah, we have a great relationship now. Uh, we rarely have anything that would resemble friction. Uh, and uh, two of our siblings are now deceased. My sister Abigail died uh, what, three or four years ago, and Tom died five years ago, I guess now, uh, mm. killed by the uh, military who gave him all the cigarettes he could smoke while, while watching for uh, Russian planes come flying over Alaska. So, um, yeah, it's been a great ride. I have to ask one thing because it's, I think it's kind of obvious to me but out of all the schools, out of all the schools, you both picked San Jose State. So 
One is, Doug, what were you doing while Mike was in the military? Were you already in school? And Mike, did what caused you to choose San Jose State out of all the schools? I mean, I'm thinking there might be a twin thing there. <laughs> um, what I had decided to do after high school was I was going to go to college and become a teacher. Thank uh, you for your service. And thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Well, um, so uh, San Jose was the kind of place you went to for that sort of thing. It had been the normal school for years and years where they trained teachers and that's all they did. Uh, nowadays, it's a huge campus with tentacles everywhere. Um, and it was, uh, it was not far from home. It wasn't a case of bringing my laundry home to mama every weekend, but uh, it, it wasn't difficult to go home and and that was good. It was a good support. Uh, and I was I was very pleased when both the boys came down to jo join me there. Uh, Why did you go there, Dan? Uh, it it uh, there was a guy who I knew real well that uh, had gone down there and gotten through the process. He described the uh, registering for classes as uh, some kind of a uh, czarist nightmare uh, uh, that he he could uh, help me uh, uh, paddle through, uh, and he did. Um, uh, so- Punch cards had come to college. Yeah. Oh. So it was, yeah, it was a, it was a twin thing. Uh, and then he, Tom went there because you guys were there. Yes, 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 and Tonk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His major, the major of Tonk. Yeah, major Tonk, yeah. <laughs> uh, tonk time. Um, yeah, I, I, I really hitched my wagon behind yours. Doug took some time out uh, between uh, uh, his uh, time at San Jose. He went right straight there. I went uh, with, uh, with a buddy that uh, I don't know how I talked him into it, that we would go into the Marines together. Um, but uh, I had some uh, real serious doubts about how successful I was going to be running off to college. Duggar was braver than me in that regard, took the easy way out, went three years in the Marines. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was a twin thing. And it was great to have Tom along. We, we, uh, it was tragic that uh, he wasn't more successful. Uh, yeah. He was a lazy guy. He was a lazy guy. <laughs> Maybe well, about middle children too. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but you know the the twin thing. There was a fad for a time when uh, one per one twin would turn cards from a deck that had been mingled together, and uh, the other one would attempt to guess. That's right. Red or black, 
Yep. Um, that was the psychic telekinesis and the psychic piece to see if you had it right. Yes. And uh, I think we've, we've made a dent in that uh, uh, thing, but we never followed up on any of that stuff. Um, Do you guys know what each other one is, what the other one is thinking about? Uh, sometimes. I sometimes finish the other guy's sentence. You know, if he's a little slow, you can jump right in, <laughs> clean it up, and move the conversation along a little faster. Um, we always had opinions. So yes. uh, uh, we shared a lot of them, but the ones we didn't, we made uh, we made good, uh, good use of and displayed, uh, I would like to say, uh, at times... Uh, some pretty great wit. Yeah. <laughs> well, not just on your part. Again, that was my partly my father's story. He he was a man who insisted that there be interesting conversation at mealtime. I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. I think it, well, I think he got that from growing up with two other boys and and no mother for most of it. So. Right. Right. Now, you said one quick snippet about when you got into high school and you dropped the matching outfits. Did you really have matching outfits? Because by the time my kids came around, which was in the nineties, um, the, and I love that you don't have matching names in some way, shape or form, because I have twins in my life that were, you know, Shelly and Kelly, Johnny, Jimmy that kind of thing. Right. So, um, which is fantastic. But when I had my twins, the fad was that they were color coordinated, but not in matching outfits. It's ridiculous. I know. And yet I can't help myself. You didn't know about color coordination. <laughs> <laughs> but did you have the matching outfits? Uh, yeah, we kind of did until about high school. Uh, my mother had, uh, uh, Tom, three years uh, younger than us, she was, uh, about that time, she was getting started on the second part of the family, uh, Abigail and Duncan. So uh, buying uh, two pair of pants that looked alike was probably uh, a natural for, but uh, we did diverge our, our clothes uh, somehow. Uh, Never talked about it, never made a thing about it. Just turned up not wearing the same stuff. Uh, we weren't, we were a long way from rich. Uh, we, we didn't uh, get to tell mom that, uh, you know, we'd like this and like that. I remember, I remember both of us protested when we uh, came west from Michigan and, uh, we were the only guys wearing uh, um, the the white beater t-shirts, the strapped ones. <laughs> That's the way they came. That's what you did uh, back in uh, uh, Michigan. But uh, everybody here had the uh, to, to the throat t-shirt and it was a major uh, retooling <laughs> that uh, we imposed on our mother ab about that. We didn't impose much on our mother. She She, we used to call her the toy tiger. She was about five foot two and full of vim and vinegar. And uh, 
the perfect foil for my dad's uh, uh, quiet uh, approach. Yep, that's true. Sweet. I love that you um you didn't talk about it, didn't really think about it, and you just changed clothes. That's kind of cool. Same <laughs> thing. Just saying. Yeah. He was more color coordinated, I will tell you. Oh, in retrospect. <laughs> Thank you both for being with us this morning for our recording here for Mind Power Meets Mystic. It has been great to have you on. Cynthia and I are so thankful for your time and your stories. It will be a great episode. It was a super fun time. I really enjoyed getting to know you. Thank you so much from right here. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Mystic.